Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats, cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown! Kentucky! Victory! Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. July 7, 2022. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports oh, Radio. Okay. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and not, I was going to. I going to say intern Justin. You're not an intern, Justin. Sometimes I feel like it. No, no. You're a staple of the show. <laughs> and we're happy to have you. And I'm a staple remover. <laughs> How are you, Nick Roush? I'm okay. Whatever that means. I don't either. I just don't know. Sometimes I say things before you'll, I know what's coming out of my mouth. you start a sentence and not know where you're going to finish it. Yep. Well, happy I've got Thursday. a piece of apple in my tooth, though. So you were nice. going to town on that apple. Well, Making I, some noises that I honestly didn't care to hear. <laughs> I did not want to have an, a half-eaten apple go through a break. So I needed to get it finished before the show started. So I was, yeah, picked up the pace a little. Yeah, well, it, it sounded good. It sounded liquidy. Fuji. Okay. Do you have a apple preference? Uh... Not a huge green apple fan, but we'll eat them. So, um, so I, I like my red apples. And you, no, I, I don't really. I, so you don't go to the grocery store because there's a lot of variety. I'm, I'm totally aware there are a ton of variety. No, no that's, I don't that's really question, care. I think you know? I feel like I've had. I think it's just more about the ripeness of a said apple than the variety for True. me. I feel like I've had good ones that were ginormous and all sorts of different types, and I've had like little small tiny ones that were also good. But I've also had terrible ones in all departments as well. Yeah, I feel like so if no answer. Honeycrisp is um, is far and away the goat, but um, I, I tried uh, Granny Smith. You ever had a Honeycrisp though? Really uh, pops, Justin. They are good. I don't know if I know my difference between apples. I just know Granny Smith. Uh, it, it, for a while, I would kind of flip a coin between Fuji and Gala, but uh, the one I had this morning was Fuji. I think I'm more of a a, a Fuji guy. It's kind of my lower tier basic. Uh, not a not not a Red Delicious guy anymore, though. Red Delicious out. No, they're all they, they can all be good, but uh, Roush, you love your apples, huh? Yeah. How about these apples? Thornton's has fresh fruit daily. Yeah. 
They got breakfast sandwiches, donuts, the whole. You got bananas. The whole. Assortment. And see the thing with a banana too. Like I can eat a bite of banana and let it sit. Like it doesn't have to. But like the apple, it just gets all. It's all kind of a mess, and and if I'm eating the peel, I don't want it laying on the peel. You know what I mean? Just yeah. what you don't want your banana laying on the peel? No, no, no an apple. Like if I, like that's why I would eat the apple before putting it down. Whereas like the banana, like oh, you just laid it on its peel. It's not. You can go back to it a little bit later. But you can just put an apple on its little natural. You know, <laughs> kind of sits up. Oh, but I, I eat a lot of the. I get down to the the very nitty gritty of the core. I won't eat it like a former teacher of mine. That was a wild. You you want to talk about a wild event? You're just in school watching your teacher eat an apple. And My mom's family does that. Biting the core. Yeah, wild they stuff. They eat the core, seeds, everything. Wild stuff. I've told the story when one of the first times I had an apple unsupervised, I ate the core unknowingly. But it was delicious. I don't think you could eat the the pit of a peach though. Like I, I could see doing the apple core. Those peach pits, you're losing a tooth if you tried. So I just didn't know any better. Why was your teacher eating the core of an apple? Because you can. He's kind of a hippie. Don't want to waste anything. So just trying to be like a everybody look at me. No, I don't think he knew anybody was looking at him. He mm. just that's just how he rolled. Yeah, as if you know, being the teacher wasn't the spotlight on me enough. Let me get <laughs> hey everybody look at me. I'm eating the core of the apple too. <sighs> Grow up, buddy. <laughs> Text on into that Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. They won't judge you if you eat the core of an apple or you nope. eat your apple seeds. Do they? Yeah. There's some plenty of apples that don't have any seeds in them. Really? I feel like it. Huh. Interesting. Could also just be making that up. Uh, but we want to hear from you on the text line. A lot of podcast texters texted nice. in last night, 502-414-1450. Um, if anybody is a live listener, I would suggest them to have KRC on in the background and then turn on the SEC network because they're about to play that game where Kentucky beat Louisville by a million. Oh, yeah. Where's our remote? Which one? Oh, this year's one where they won by a million, and like Will Levis was just like L's down in your face. The most recent, this most recent season at the Cardinal Stadium uh, wasn't pretty. Yeah, I'd be embarrassed if I cheered for a team that lost that badly consistently. Oh gosh, I was gonna say I can't do. I don't know if I can do another day of like. Mitch Barnhart, nil. Oh, no, no, I can't do that. This, that, fight, nobody knows. I don't know if I, I mean, I'm sure we will probably have a text or two that will will re-spark at least a piece of that conversation, but I just, I can't do a bulk of two hours doing that again today. But what I could do again today, Roush, is just laugh at the the mindset of some UofL fans and conference realignment. No, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I could. I'm not saying we will. Just saying, I I could. I could, because a show on this station is down bad. Because you're really helpless. Well, it was just also partially kind of sad because thought the Hoosier report's been pretty positive this week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. It could be. Could be the Hoosier report. Which, by the way. Beers or Spears, noon to one, great show. Did you know that the there's a top five player in America, like right down the road, in Kokomo? Down in That's Kokomo. Where we wanna... Yeah. Matt Dennis and the Hoosier report enlightened me. I did not know that. Yeah. What class? What year? Twenty four. So six nine center. That can just 
do everything, apparently. A lot of potential. The Hoosiers all over them? <laughs> they wish. They wish. Gotta What's his stay name? Home. Uh, Flory Benigu, something like that. I, 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 I remember the first name is Flory. F-L-R-O. What was, the la- what was that last name? Flory Badunga. There okay. we go. That's fun. That's Got my syllables mixed up. Uh, Bradley is the leader in the on three recruiting prediction machine. Did you say? But didn't you start this whole conversation with? I mean, they've just—they're the only ones that have like offered. But he's a top well, five. Oh, he's twenty. Oh, okay. okay. Auburn, Creighton, Bradley. Bradley was the first offer, though. That's why. But so this—you said top five. High rising, yeah. Fast rising. So he's twenty twenty four, top five, but he's going to go to Bradley. Well, that's you know early. Regardless, I'm not going to specify which show it is, but just Roush, there there are media. It's not just like delusional fans. Our boy Mike Rutherford had on somebody yesterday that also thinks U of L is going to the SEC. Oh yeah, that guy. No, that, that guy's like. So I appreciate his grind, but he's just new. He doesn't know any better. He's naive. He's young and naive. Oh, Matt McGavick. I, I appreciate him because he's the he's like me eight years ago when I would show up to everything, but I didn't know any better. Like I thought Blake Bone was going to be a really good receiver. I just didn't know well, any I mean, better. You, well, you you still get takes wrong every day. <laughs> I mean, every <laughs> but he, every he, single day. The, he has the like genuinely bad t- takes. Like Louisville doesn't need to recruit Kentucky when they can just recruit California, Texas, Ohio, and Florida. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's how football recruiting works. It's just, a bad take. You know what I mean? Like, there's just – so he's he's learning. Um, and, like, he just doesn't – there's a lot of people out there that just don't know – like, you know, they're a little college football naive. They're a little wet behind the ears. And then when you when you tell, I guess, now L media that L will not be getting the SEC just because that's reality land. Yeah, there's, there's zero – Point zero percent chance a they nice get nice breakfast of truth for those folks, and they. You well, that, that's the thing is any UK media fan thinks that UK is the gatekeeper. UK doesn't have final say, so exactly like kind of what we went into yesterday. Like again, if if U of L is Texas, yeah, the rest of the league is probably not going to care what UK has to say. But the rest of the league is not going to ruffle the feathers of a league member for U of L. They just wouldn't. Well, but I, I think you can make a case that U of L wouldn't be in the top fifteen of SEC schools that they would go after oh, starting yeah. right now. And, you, and that's that. I mean, that's the reality. And I it mean, kind of would suck to hear that, but it's just the truth. They're in the bottom half of eight, like schools in the ACC. You would want to, get. yeah, yeah. And that's and you don't. Even, that's not even considering maybe going and grabbing some other conferences. Yeah, um, like Virginia Tech, Florida State, Clemson, all would get my even I'm really Miami. Shocked that we haven't had like a media member just kind of like ranking the best options for the best conferences because even you you know you could go grab four to six ACC schools. And then you could go to the Pac-12 if you wanted to. I mean, there's just a long list before you get to U of L. It's in. You could go to the big. You could go take maybe one more from the Big Twelve. TCU is appealing. I don't think they'd want. I don't think. I don't think A and M and Texas would be hungry to get another team. And I mean, it's all so. The the fun conversation that I I, I forgot where I heard this where it's like, is it um. Figuring out what a conference's priority would be, it's brand versus market. Like, would you rather, 
expand into a new TV market, or would you rather have a brand that's more likely to attract viewers nationally? I think the Big Ten, it's clearly markets. They did that. That's why they did Maryland and uh, Rutgers when they did. I don't think that's paying off for them, but you know what? Fine enough. They're they're doing it with uh, L.A. That's what Fox wanted. They wanted USC and UCLA, so they went and got that L.A. market. Uh, I think the SEC, it's more about the actual brands, and if you take that in consideration, I mean, Louisville's just not – they're the team that has to get on national TV by playing in the Chick-fil-A Classic and their teeth kicked in by 50. You know, it's – Virginia Tech is getting the season opener home game on ESPN where they're just playing Inner Sandman, the whole entire intro, uncut, unedited, unfiltered. They've got a football brand. They've got a football culture there. I know you once shared a Metro conference with them 30 years ago, but Beamer made them a football culture, a football brand. In a new state, too, they would – the SEC would jump on that before they jumped on Louisville. It just would. Yes, that's and and they would take two other schools probably before they took Virginia Tech too. So, um, it's it's one of those things that I I think Louisville fans they need to come to the understanding. They, they just they just need to know who they are. They like beating up on bad teams and scoring a lot of points on offense and drinking a lot of beer and leaving in the third quarter to beat the traffic. But that's that's Louisville football. It's been that's it's. Ever since that Cardinal Stadium opened, they are they just like to score a lot of points. They like to win. They like to house some beers, and they like to get out of there, play two good home games a year, and you're good. Win nine games, go to a bowl game. That's an ideal Louisville football season. This whole mucking it up and a power, you know, it's not, it's not, they aren't built for that. So you're suggesting they outgrew their britches? Uh, have you seen that stadium? Or did their britches outgrow them? Well... Something to think about. You get back to me on that. Their underpants still have two holes in them, though. <laughs> I hope so. It's uh, I uh, I agree with everything that that you said. Uh, not a again. I'd be aggressive and go jump to the Big Twelve and and preserve some Which, geographical rivalries because even if the ACC stays afloat, even if they go grab teams. Again, they made it incredibly – they just – they surrounded themselves. If this was – I mean, this was worse than, than the Battle of Yorktown. They, they, they are surrounded on all sides. Mm-hmm. And 2036 media rights deal. But even if they go add new schools, you got to assume you're going to lose some of your other top teams. If you're going to add teams, it's meaning probably because you're losing some. Um, they should add some even if they don't lose any. But regardless, for argument's sake, I think it's likely the SEC is probably going to maybe add another team or two and they're going to look at the ACC's way. Those teams aren't going to be anything to make up for, one, what you'd likely be losing, assuming it's maybe Clemson and Florida State, maybe North Carolina. Not the That, that would be a little bit easier to replace because we're going to eventually kind of get into that, that the reports are the SEC is targeting, who was it, Clemson, Florida State, UNC, and was it Miami, I believe? Yeah, yeah. So those are the four that, like, I forget who it was that said they had heard that or not. I don't know. you got to take all these reports somewhat with a grain of salt. But it would be interesting. You're not – what's it worth U of L being in a conference with NC State, Wake Forest, Virginia, 
Boston College. Like, you know, at that point, just go and be in the Big 12 so you at least get some sense of rivalries back. I would. The The thing is, to TJ, this whole grant of rights deal does almost put them in a corner, too, because oh, yeah. you, you can't really be aggressive to try to to make that jump. No, you can't. <laughs> you, you, you have to wait until the SEC picks off other people, and it feels like – you know, even though the Big 12 is having "quote unquote" deep discussions, that really that everybody's just kind of waiting around, like, all right, well, they're at 16. Notre Dame, whenever you're ready, just do that, and then everything else will follow. That's that that that's the next big one, I think. the The next big ball to drop, and don't know if that's going to happen before this college football season. But I, I, I went, is UC, UCLA next year? 24? 24. No. So, so two, two years. Yeah, two two full football seasons. So maybe we get another season in, and then about this time next year, you know. You hear little, something. Little midsummer sports uh, sports news dump. Notre Dame makes a jump, and then it all kind of Yeah, you got somewhere. a report yesterday saying, like, Notre Dame's not in a rush. It's yeah. status quo for them. I don't know who had that report or where it, it came was, from. Uh, the dude from ESPN, Rittenberg. Okay. Yeah. And – that's all fine and dandy. I have been thinking about it a little bit more to kind of bring this stuff back around to the SEC, although we were talking about the SEC with regards to Louisville. Kind of want the SEC to go get Notre Dame. I still think if there were Vegas odds on it that the Big Ten would be favorites. Just again, you got to look at look how regional so many of those games would be for Notre Dame, the academics aspect of it all. I mean, they've already got a bunch of rivals. Like- yeah. Purdue, Michigan. I think they've got trophies with half those Big Ten teams. And then USC just got added to it, too, so they can still play that game. It's a significantly – it's a – it makes – it's a much easier fit for Notre Dame (laughs) in the Big Ten. That being said, I still want the SEC just to go get them. Got to catch them all. Because at the end of the day, you could have all that for Notre Dame, but Notre Dame really cares about is money. And I would the think gold? potentially their value in the SEC worth more than their value in the Big Ten. Now, that certainly could be debatable, and people could disagree with that wholeheartedly. But at that exact same reason, Roush, those rivalries, they're so, always going to be there. You're Notre Dame. They're yeah. not going anywhere. They, they, I mean, so many of those teams they haven't played in a while. They had to drop off some of their rivalries when they went to their four-game ACC thing or whatever it was. But... You get all the SEC games, and then you still have a, a rivalry here or there, or if those games just happen by happenstance, whether in bowl games you get the excitement of them, you're going to always be rivals with the people close to you. Why don't you go get some Southern teams, be the Northern flavor? I kind of want the SEC to make it happen. I See, want UK heading up to South Bend for the, conference games. The part where I would just slightly disagree with you is I'm pretty sure Notre Dame's left money on the table for their schedule up until this point. Because like, they could have been a full member of either Big Ten or ACC now if they wanted to. But they like having their schedule and playing the teams they want to play. Well, they like the control of their schedule. And it's yeah, not, it's not yeah. like they were uh, getting peanuts from their NBC team. Right, no, yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. But I don't know how much money on the table they'd actually be leaving. And... Didn't weren't they like getting part of the ACC pie whenever the ACC would have somebody halfway decent? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and and that's they've been able to play the game to their advantage. Um, what I'm, what's 
is is the play the playoff contract is up right around the same year that all of these teams are making the move. And I'm assuming what's going to happen is the Big Ten and SEC are going to say, all right, the college football playoff is now the Big Ten SEC challenge. Uh, none of you other teams matter. You can't get in the playoff unless you're a Big Ten or SEC team. And that's what makes Notre Dame say, okay, well, we'll bite. Because even though they, I mean, they've had, they've got like exclusions written into the college football playoff contract, you know, like, or I know that was at least like for a New Year's Six game, they can get in if they're a ten win team. Yeah, yeah, you know they they have they have it set up to their advantage right now. But all that can change if the when the playoff changes. It'll be fascinating. Again, Vegas odds say the Big Ten, understandably so. One, I just think it'd be uh, you want the biggest brands. Notre Dame's one of the bigger brands. Uh, you get them in a conference with Texas and Oklahoma and Alabama and LSU and Florida and Georgia and add Notre Dame to the mix of that. I think Big Ten, yeah, you got Michigan and Ohio State, Wisconsin-ish. Penn State. Penn State, Nebraska. Still lead towards the better football league being the Southeastern Conference. All right, let's go to our first break. In the Southeastern Conference, a team by the name of the Kentucky Wildcats got a big-time commitment. Nick Roush is going to come back, tell us all about it. I've got a few questions about it myself, so that should be a good time. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Get your dice out. The football cats are heating up on the recruiting trail. We'll be back after this. And the uh, UK U of L game from last year starting on SEC Network when we return as well. I'm sure we won't comment on that game at all. We probably will. We'll be right back. This is Kentucky okay. Roll Call. Okay. You and me going fishing in the dark, lying on our backs and counting the stars where the cool grass grows. Down by the river in the Calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Radio. CJ Walker, Nick Rush, Justin Galen on your Thursday morning. Appreciate you listening, whether it's podcast, live. The replay of the show, 9 to 11. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And, Roush, I want to hear about more about this commitment. Avery Stewart? Yeah, so UK's nil. We're back. We're back in business, baby. This is a funny tweet. The nil comes and goes. Nobody really knows what the nil is. The, but we're back into it. We're, we're all the way back into it. Um, you lose Christian Conyer, you get an upgrade with Avery Stewart, a top 250 prospect overall in the 2023 recruiting class. Arguably the best commitment Kentucky's got to date. From Montgomery, Alabama, kid is a good athlete. 
six foot two, 180 pounds. He plays receiver, safety, cornerback. I don't. I would imagine Kentucky probably wants him at corner because he's got that size that they like. They like but some, some size at the corner position. He's one of those guys, though. When you when you watch his tape, he does not. He does not hesitate. He's not afraid to get his nose in there, go up, make some plays near the line of scrimmage, lower his shoulder, and knock the hell out of somebody. You'd love to see that. Uh, what I thought was remarkable when talking with Luckett, he there's only been two defensive backs Kentucky's recruited in almost 10 years that are in the same air as Avery Stewart. And that was Alex Safari in the last class, who was a top 300 player um, as well, and Ty Asian who's going to be in his third year starting for Kentucky this year. The other guys, uh, like Mike Edwards and Darius West, they were fringe in that. They were kind of in that range, but not as high as the, these guys. So Kentucky is ramping up its efforts. It was a big deal. Um, you lost John, John Summerall. You didn't know. You lost Clink. Wolford was doing a good job on the recruiting trail. You needed to get your kind of quote-unquote other assistants to – Get some big fish out there. And that's what happened. Frank Buffano helped make this big deal. Kentucky, they people didn't think they were the favorite. And then in the last three or four days, the Cats closed hard to beat out Auburn and Florida State. A huge, huge, huge that's recruiting you, win for the Cats. That's how you knew Kenny Payne wasn't on the recruitment. Because the Cats closed, baby. Hey. Woo! That's a big-time recruit. That's a big deal. And uh, I'm excited about it. Again, with... Football recruits, it's a little different than UK basketball recruiting where it's like, hey, can this guy lead you to a Final Four national champion? But this could be a candidate potentially to get some early playing time. I'm not exactly sure what yeah. – and that may also Especially depend what position he goes to yeah. is uh, you could see the field a lot earlier and maybe Kentucky will strategically do just that. But I uh, was excited to see that, excited to see UK football recruiting pick up some momentum, and I don't think the I don't think it's time to put the dice down just yet, Roush. Nope, nope, not time just yet. Um, a lot of people were anticipating that four-star defensive lineman Kendrick Gilbert was going to announce today. He's he's got some good length, six foot five. He, he checks all the right measurables from Indianapolis Cathedral. Um, but he said on Instagram yesterday, actually not not committing. Not committing tomorrow. So we're still on hold. That one feels like um, Uncle Jeff at Purdue might be Kentucky's top competition um, for Gilbert. But we're going to have to wait a little bit longer to see see that one unfold. But we're not going to have to wait until Saturday uh, to – Kobe Keenum's going to announce his college decision. Um, We've talked about him at great length. Uh, Ranked by rivals as the number three center in the country. Uh, He's – he, he's he's going to be groomed to replace Eli Cox here in a couple of years. So he he he's a big guy too. He 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 checks a lot of the right boxes as well. So that's coming up on Saturday, and then last night, late last night, about ten o'clock at night, Scott Woodward tweeted out the eyeball emojis and a dice. What could that be referencing, <gasps> Nick Roush? Big question is who? Um, yeah, who? Tell me. Well, you tell me. You tell me right now. I think they purposefully don't want us to know who, because Woodward he's kind of a works in the shadows guy, um, and I a lot of folks were uh, I saw in the House of Blue trying to guess 
who it could be. Who what, Who is it? Who is it? I don't think it's Anthony Brown. It would be really weird because Anthony Brown is a Vince guy. I know he's a receiver, but I, I highly doubt it's Anthony Brown who's committing next Saturday. Could be another receiver. Devin Hyatt is a, a guy that Woodward got to camp this summer. Um, he's a receiver from uh, Bradenton, Florida. Will Levis scored a touchdown. Oh, which one? First one. Oh, okay. So there's going to be some more. A design QB draw that I think I could have potentially scored on. Did he? No. Nobody touched him, did they? I don't think anybody touched 29 him. 29 yards? You would think that somebody would touch him. It was third down yeah. after all. Yeah. Third and three. It, it's not a good sign of a defense to let somebody run 87 feet untouched. It's a lot of feet to get. A lot of feet. A lot of feet. So the Cats will keep you updated on this one, but uh, pending this PAT here, the Cats are going to go up seven to nothing just about two and a half minutes into the game. (laughs) 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 It was pretty easy. Uh, We had a good time doing it. So easy. Right up the gut. Just okay. Maybe one. He got. I think one person got slapped a, him. I think he got a feather on him. Okay, got a feather on him from a cardinal. Uh, all right. So, so you we're all guessing. We don't know. Yeah, but it's probably a big fish that is under the radar that they're trying to keep quiet. Mm-hmm. So, that should be fun. That should be fun. Y- y- one would hope that it's a, um, it's a commitment coming in the near future. I mean, he did have the dice out for after all. But yeah, I don't know who it is. Yeah, could it also have just been like him saying like, "Hey, we like talking about the Stewart commitment?" Doubt it. Yeah. Why is that? Because it's the eyeball emoji. That's usually like, uh, hey, fortune see, telling. Look it, what's coming up. I'm, yeah, maybe yeah. I'm out of the the cryptic tweet game, but he. Um, it was funny too because it was sent from Massachusetts, and I'm like, hmm, is there is there somebody up there that I don't know about? And it's like, oh, that's where his wife's from. Yeah, I feel like you'd be able to like get a, a feel for the recruitments that he's big on. Yeah, and for the most part, that Devin Hyatt kid, um, he's the only one that he, – he he would fit all the right boxes where you're like, ooh, that's he's good enough to kind of eyeball emoji tease. But he hasn't taken an official visit. He just camped this summer. I don't know if he'd be ready to commit just yet. That feels like one that might take a little bit longer. So, I don't know. It's fun. I kind of like not knowing. But uh, the the fun part is the trying to figure out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. we'll get out that bone saw. Fine by me. Keep the recruiting momentum going. UK, I think they're what like now eighth in the SEC, seventh in the SEC, something like that. Yeah, the, um, I know in on three they jumped from fifty eight to forty two. Okay, much so. needed jump there, and then uh, ahead of ahead of a couple ahead of Texas A and M. In the recruiting rankings. Oh, is A&M behind on their nil? Vandy's ahead of A&M for what it's worth, but yeah. Vandy more nil than A&M. They well, got the nil power. At least the thing you sent me, assuming that's accurate. Yeah, that was uh, from a Justin Rowland tweet. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Hmm. So the nil stuff, again, don't want to spend day four or three or whatever freaking day it'd be doing it all again, but... Roush said people that he is speaking with, they don't think that they've lost anybody specifically because of nil. Now, again, you wouldn't expect them maybe to 
they, yeah, I don't know. Would you expect them to say anything differently? Potentially. They'd probably want to sound some alarms. And I think some people have worried about that's kind of what they've done. But then again, you got people like Roush going out there and saying there's no major concern. So what we had talked about the last few days is just get everybody on the same page, get your coaches happy. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to lose anybody in the future because they felt like they couldn't work with the athletic director. And I think that's totally fair criticism yep. and a fair worry. But in the meantime, just take care of business if you're UK. And it seems like they're they're doing that. And, you know, TJ, that's the – Part of what could be happening, too, um, that, w- I mean, we just don't know. Like, what if Christian Conyer gave them enough cap space in their nil coffers to be able to land Avery Stewart? If that's the case, it's worth it, right? You're you're taking that. Yeah, I still want Conyer for what it's worth. I think he's really good. I think he'll be a good college player. I know people are going to sign him. I just, you know, and I'm not, I'm no, I'm no expert. I just, I, I like his tape. I think he's going to be a good player. But yes, you're right about that. I mean, and that's, and that's the part where it's not like NFL free agency where we know the, well, like, who, know, who knows cap space and how contracts, the Rams somehow just can like pay everybody and not use any draft picks. I, I don't know how they do it. But in the NFL, you you realize like oh well Baker Mayfield's contractually obligated this money, we know that the Panthers are going to pay him X amount. Like college football, it's all done in the shadows. So yeah. it, it, it it the lack of clarity um, certainly it, it can create some some takes when you don't know what's coming and going. Justin, what do you think of the Baker Mayfield trade? Huh. I think both teams lost. I've ne- I've never seen a trade where I thought both sides lost. Why, why do you think that? I, I mean, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I mean, I guess you want to bring a guy in to compete with Darnold, but I don't know. The the, the Browns they're they're going to need Baker. Well, I mean, what are they going to do when Deshaun can't play all year? Throw in Joshua Dobbs or Jacoby Brissett? Get out of here. So the Browns definitely lost because they're also going to be paying the majority of his contract this year, and they, I mean. He, he has won a playoff game and is conceivably one of the 32 best players in the NFL. And they only got, what, a conditional fifth-round pick? Yeah. Like it, they, it can be fourth round if Baker plays 70% of the snaps. They got nothing out of him because they're idiots on the way they play. Like, you have to move Baker before the uh, – they just – they played their hands so poorly. They thought Baker would be fine just getting played like fiddle. And that's that, – I mean, that's not Baker Mayfield. That's not how he rolls. So, it – um. I think the Browns definitely lost, but the thing is, too, is I don't think the Panther like Baker Mayfield isn't that bad. He's better than Sam Darnold, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think he's better than a lot of quarterbacks out there. I would have taken him on the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. Yeah, I would have too. Yeah. Sure, sure. So, like, I, I I don't know if the Panthers are worth a damn or not, but he's certainly better than a lot of other options you could have. They got Christian McCaffrey. And and that's another layer to this is how bad do you really need a quarterback if you're the Panthers when you can rely on McCaffrey like they do? Yeah, but you can't have Sam Darnold. He stinks. I still am not totally sold on Sam Darnold being terrible forever. (laughs) Mm. Could could be a terrible take. I'm not saying I think he's going to be anything above like an average NFL quarterback, but I could see him being okay. Yeah, the thing is, Darnold is either I'm going to throw for two touchdowns and 160 yards or five interceptions. Like, there's not really just a a base level. Whereas, like, 
I feel like steady, not injured Baker Mayfield is a lot more like there's there's a lot more upside there. He has his limitations, of course. Um, and I feel like every the how you just described Darnold could be used to describe Baker. Like, but the, I, there's a lot more highs with Baker though than Darnold. Darnold, it's like one good game, seven bad ones. Do you see the Warren Sharp tweet going around about how Matt Rule built a QB room? Can I read it to you? Oh, please read it to me. I like Warren. Signs Teddy Bridgewater. Trades for Sam Darnold. Trades away Teddy. Exercises Darnold's fifth-year option. Signs Matt Barkley. Signs Cam Newton. Benches Newton. Cuts Barkley. Resigns P.J. Walker. Drafts Matt Corral. Trades for Baker Mayfield. What? <laughs> That's just so many bad names. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Justin just sneezed 17 times. Jeez, I don't know how you do that, dude. A lot of sneezes from our boy Scoots. I no bless you. That's cool. Thanks, guys. God bless you, buddy. I mean, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is probably the best one of them all, right? No, I don't know. I mean, if I would take Cam Newton over Teddy any day. Are we talking about just no, like in their Cam primes this or year. when they oh, when year, they took him? Yeah. yeah, Cam Newton. I would take throw a Sam Darnold over Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Two goes Teddy. He he at least you know what you're getting out of Teddy, and it ain't much. No. If you're looking for like 15 yard out route throws, then yeah, sure, Teddy could be your guy. But if you want a quarterback that can actually move the ball down the field, not so sure. But I, again, that could be a terrible take on Matt Darnold, but uh, or Sam Darnold, Matt Darnold. It uh, not you a, know not, what the, Bra- the Browns. You are, had Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback for so long too. Your brain's warped. The, You've only had good quarterbacks. <laughs> gosh, it's so awkward. Aaron Rodgers got that tattoo yesterday, and I just had gotten the same tattoo. Really? Or same same spot, oh, same man. tattoo. My, I couldn't pay as much to have it. Well, it, mine looks maybe not as good as quality, but it is weird that he copied me on that tattoo. I will say. Um, you're you you get on me when I'm like you care way too much about what other people dress like. So people really care about what Aaron Rodgers does. I know he, it's, he's, it he's, is. He's broken folks' brains for <laughs> like he doesn't really do much. It's not like you know. He's he, just a big like hippie. He, he'll have an opinion this that or the other. He's a huge hippie, and people can't handle that. Oh yeah, people they are cannot. Really... They want him in like a box. It's really strange. He's like a little outside their like athlete. And the thing was, is he star quarterback persona. He didn't show off his hippiness until, I mean, he's probably been this hippie the whole entire time, but he just didn't show it. And now people are losing their minds. Imagine if he had done this right when he took over for Favre. The oh, people yeah. in Green Bay, who they lost their damn minds. He'd, yeah, been, he'd be were, even more of an icon. People were really worked up about the tattoo. Very worked up, which is like it's it's weird and it's hippie, but it's also kind of cool. I think it's a neat, I don't know, it's a tattoo, you know. As long as the person who's getting it likes it, that's all that really matters. I suppose they're the ones that are going to have it on their bodies uh, for the rest of their lives. But good for you, Aaron Rodgers. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. All right. Well, where where do we go from here? Where do we go now? Oh, you know what song came on today? And it made me think, like, how have we not done this? And maybe we have because we've been doing radio for several years together. How have we not done a whip it mashup, and instead of saying whip it, you say suck it? Ooh, that's good. That song came on the radio today. Suck instead it of saying good. whip it, if you just say suck it, suck it. Suck it good. That fits. Do-do-do. It was, yeah. That fits. 
Maybe uh, maybe at somewhere on the show today you could play that song going out, Justin. That'd be fun. You can't hear it. How <laughs> you gonna it's request about, a song it's, you it's can't hear? About, uh, you should know, Justin. This isn't about me. It's never about me. If I can't hear it, that's okay. As long as the people could. You're gonna mess up my country day. Did oh. everybody enjoy Big Brother and the challenge last night? No, challenge <laughs> was only too late. So was on too it late. was at nine thirty to eleven. I was in bed. I I saved it for today. We watched like the first 30, 35 minutes of it. Uh, I just want to say it's a lot of names. It's a lot of people that I don't know because they've got the Love Island dorks on there. So there are a ton of people that you don't know. I would, my boy. I was talking with Beezy about it on Twitter last night. He's worried about that. Just too many people you don't know. There's twenty eight people. It can be overwhelming. What I would say is I, I would think that the folks at CBS would have to know that everybody's complaint would be too many names, too many people. How am I supposed to know all these people? I would just be patient with it, and I think you'll learn the people you're supposed to learn as the show goes on. So that would be my only advice to people that think maybe it's it's too much, which it may be. It's a lot of folks. There's I was actually I don't know, and there's even some like Survivor and Big Brother people that I'd kind of forgotten. I was actually really looking forward to watching that last night. Left work at nine forty-five or so. Get point three miles from my exit off of two sixty-five, and there was an overturned semi all the way across the road. I didn't get home till quarter after midnight, and that was after I saw a news story. That it wouldn't be cleaned up for another five hours. So I was like, uh, I can't get home at three, four in the morning. That's just not an option today. So, so I actually backed up on on the shoulder for like two miles back to the next exit and just went home the back way. Well, that sounds dangerous, but also it was a freaking mess. I was so mad. Um, so I'm in I'm in pretty rough shape today, guys. Dangerous but necessary. Yeah, that's tough. And so the crappy thing is. Is I was only there was only four cars behind me on the highway, meaning that the cops did a phenomenal job blocking off traffic and rerouting everybody. But the crappy thing was I spent ninety seconds longer at work, and I avoid that whole thing, and I get to watch the challenge last night. Uh, so the, everything had to go right. The other thing I don't that the one question like I, I, my brain wacky idea Thursday. I've never understood when those kind of accidents happen and you have people backed up. For X amount, like how can you not reroute the people that are sitting there too? You know, you, well, you, so we were we were probably a solid mile from the last exit back, and so I I just kept looking back there and seeing that there was so few cars behind me, and finally I just asked a truck one of the truckers I was talking to I was like, you think I'm good if I just back up and ask them if I can go the back way? But by that time my phone had already died, and I don't know that back way because I never go that way. So I had to ask him to pull up his phone so I could look at a map so I knew where I was going. It was oh a my mess. heavens! It wow. was a mess. You and your phone dying. You think uh, Jeez, you had learned your lesson? No kidding. How do you not have a cord in your car? I need to put one in there. <laughs> you? When's the last time you had a cord in your car? Oh, months, months and months. Oh gosh, that would give me anxiety. Oh, I, I have like. a. I have. I don't know how this charger still works, but it's been in my car for as long as I've had my car. Is it one that kind of is like, you know. Oh, it's frayed. It, yeah. It, yeah. 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 One of those. Shocking that Apple, such a rich, successful company, hasn't been able to figure out cords that aren't more durable than just a few Weird. months. Weird. Huh. 
hey, looks like they want you to buy more. You can see me on the uh, on the old TV there. Oh, TJ, you were having the time of your life. Today. Are you really on there? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it. he was in that end zone. Oh, it's one of my it's one of my favorite sporting events of the of the year. Oh, what was great is I saw TJ pregame and then I saw TJ fourth quarter. Like as the blowout is just really getting out of hand. I think I was just dancing. Yeah, yeah. I don't. You know, the lights were on, but nobody was home. No, no, no. I, everybody was home. Lights were on. The party was on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. You know, they don't, they don't do it. They don't serve alcohol at Kroger Field, so I'm always pretty wide eyed when I get to Cardinal Stadium. No, I was I was in fine shape with my brother and a couple of his buddies. You're having a good time. We had a great time, but I, it really is. I love when UK gets to play athletic events in the city of Louisville. It's a treat instead of having to drive an hour and fifteen minutes, hour and twenty minutes. And then you get that drive on the way back versus just a nice little ten minute drive down the road. Was that the game I couldn't go to? Uh, you invited me to it. Yeah, you think man, so. that would have been a blast. Yeah, how come you couldn't go, Scoots? I can't remember it. I mean, that's. Oh, seven by the way, ago. speaking of the UK U of L game, I don't know if I've mentioned this on here, but uh, we 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 give them a hard time from time to time, but we do love them. Mike Rutherford, he had mentioned that he heard some rumblings. I think as early as next year, the game could be moved to a late weekend in September. Have you heard uh, that? I don't like that. Roush is given a weird looking face. Yeah. It's, I don't like that. Put it the first game. Not first or last. So he kind of teased it and it was almost like he didn't want to say too much. He didn't want it. Like he kind of wanted like to just, I think like just slide it in there. Yeah. 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 And was, I don't know if it was Trevor or if he had somebody else and was like first game of the year. And he was like, no, not first, but a late weekend in September. Yeah, I don't like that. But I'd, lo- that's usually I'd, when, I'd love it. I mean, you beat uh, anything but the last game of the year. I, I was willing to give it a shot. I don't think it's like the, you know, it's not the end of the world. There but is the some crowds fun, have just been so bad. There is some fun Thanksgiving week, like, you know, intermingling and trash it, talk and, and stuff like that. And it's such a quick turnaround to the basketball one. Like, we don't even really get to marinate in it for that long. Yeah. So I, I, I was willing to give it a shot. But as Roush said, the crowds, they haven't. This was probably I don't the think best that, one. I don't think the first one was the best one where UK, the the Just drop. Kicked their ass. No, the, no, the, no, like fought them. Like beat them up. Oh, yes. But didn't, one. but lost the game. Yes. That but, one I think was the most packed. Hey, might lose the game, but you aren't losing the fight. This one was second, or this one could be up there as first as well. Yeah, that, that was a good. Um, the, I was on the field for the the opening kick and like that, the intros and everything. It was it was popping. But you haven't had it very often. So I'm, I'm all for moving it. I haven't heard anything, and I will say, too, in the, the contract for the game, there's nothing that specifies the date that it's going to be played, so I'm assuming that's all ESPN. Um, it's it's their prerogative. I don't know who would be in charge. I, I think Mike's got a pretty good relationship with the folks in the administration at UofL now, and that's probably where it's coming from, but I don't – one would assume if it's next year, that means that it's – at U of L on ACC Network and ESPN wants that game to have a little bit more pop and sizzle than the last of the year. Yeah, and, and it should. I mean, not that I think. Here's the deal. Do I think that UK U of L wherever you put that is it going to be the game of the weekend? No, no there's no. not a week. Maybe week zero if you could fit if, it in if, there. If you did it on the Sunday of Labor Day weekend, where there's only one other game and you get to be the second game, maybe. 
Yeah. You you put you play that at three or something, and then the you have the nightcap that ESPN puts seventeen cameras on, and it ends up being a stinky game. I'd love for someday for it to be maybe one of the best games of the weekend, but most likely you, you're not going to be able to find a week where that's going to be the case. When you put it rivalry weekend, it is a it's less than a fart in the wind. You can't find a time, Roush, on rivalry weekend, and that's why I'm just like, why wouldn't you play that game on Friday? Play it on Thanksgiving. Like, move away from the busiest college football Saturday of the year where you're competing with the best games that people have been looking forward to all season. So I'm on team move it whenever. I do agree with you. Week one, that I would be my first that'd be my preference. Yeah, yeah. And my buddy is smart about this and he brings up this point frequently. The way UK or UK, the way the NCAA really it's more on the programs, handles Labor Day weekend with the college football schedule is embarrassing. It's like, let's play 100 games in the first on Thursday and Saturday. Well, let's play a few on Thursday, but none of them are going to be all that good. Uh-huh. You may get like a random one on a Friday, mm-hmm. a bajillion on Saturday, yep. one on Sunday, one on Monday. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, it, it should be – that's your only Spread Sunday without the NFL. You have some fun with it. Yeah. Monday, why isn't there a game on at like 5 o'clock? It's a holiday. And it, it should be spread out. Uh, so I would love you – if I'm picking, I would go first week of the year and probably not even on a Saturday the first week of the year, maybe – or the first the first week of the season, I should say. Um, probably not even on a Saturday then. I'm trying to separate this game a little bit. But if it's the third week of the season, if it's like September 23rd or it's September 30th, fine by me. I had pretty fun on the third week of the season when Stevie got loose. That was a good time. That was third week and of the season. Those games at UK in the history of the UK U of L football rivalry, best weather games were when it was the that's third true. week at UK. Because yeah. it's usually really... cold and rainy or a thousand degrees. Yeah. Man, some of those I still remember a. I don't even remember specifically what it was, but I remember where I watched it in Valley Station, and it was we were playing football outside beforehand, and it was just. A thousand degrees before that three thirty kickoff. A the, thousand degrees. The Stevie got loose game. No, this was. I, I was much younger. It would have okay. been. I think it might have been the time that Kentucky sacked Dave Ragone a thousand times. Hmm. Remember that game? I do. We, uh, it was. I think it was Jared's only win. He didn't play that great uh, in the game. But uh, my dad, as he always liked to call him, Dave uh, Rag one. Instead of Ragone. Oh, uh, pretty good. Oh, um, and boy. he had, they had bobbleheads. They were going to have a Heisman Trophy campaign for him, and they just lost right away. Uh, All right, we're tied up here. First quarter, the Cats are driving. Second almost, 11. Almost in the red zone. Levis second 11. off. I think that's Smoke. No, or McLean. Yeah, it's McLean. A nine-yard gain. Wow. It's almost like you could do that every play. You really, really could. This was the part of the game when Louisville hadn't given up yet, and they were still trying to tackle. Um, don't worry, though; it's coming. They're they're eventually going to be like, "Oh no, we can't, we can't tackle these guys." Hour two, Kentucky roll call coming up next. Get your text into the Thornton's text line. DJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! 
with Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Fight! 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 We got a, the, the fight of the game last year is now being shown. 30 seconds left in the first quarter. That's where, like, every U.K. coach somehow talked to Cunningham. Like, you had Vince with his arm around him for a second. We don't know exactly what he said. You had the Liam Cohen interaction with oh, Cunningham. people thought that, like, you didn't they know. were all buddy-buddy. Hey, what you doing down there? You weren't sure. Well, do you remember when, like, who was? It was Lamar Thomas where he put his arm around Lamar Jackson. Oh, and people lost their minds. That yeah. was the dumbest thing in the world. But <laughs> this fight, also another dumb thing in the world. Should have never started in the first place. There was nothing really egregious with anything. Just a player going into a bench and then the team overreacting on the rush over to help said player and then right when it was kind of over and everybody was moving on shockingly Cunningham ends up on the ground at no fault of anybody but his own two feet and, and then Stoops is losing his mind on the refs oh Cunningham it's real this really has me Jones in for football yeah in a bad this is, way this is what we needed I, Just to I, see. I don't know if we did need this though because now it's like after 58, 59 it's, days. It's going to make everything so much, so much longer. More painfully slow. Mm-hmm. I, so, uh, in other rivalry, in yesterday it was fifty nine days. So I, I just had to take some liberty. It's just talked about Wesley Woodard, and I found an old highlight tape of his. And whoever put together this YouTube clip in two thousand seven or nine or whatever it was, uh, they decided it was in good taste to start the Wesley Woodard highlight by just showing the Michael Bush broken leg play twice. Oh. And once in slow motion. It's not good. He's like, uh, you know, that you could maybe include that, but just have it quick. Yeah, not, don't, don't. Not lead no, off. Like, don't, don't allude to it. He broke their best player's leg. Like, uh, not, not great, Bob. Yeah. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, Thursday edition of the show. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We appreciate you spinning it along with us. Thornton's is doing something that is crazy. Summer Cash Bash. They're giving away $10,000 each and every week with their Summer Cash Bash. Download the Thornton's app. Just search for Thornton's wherever you get your app, and then it's that easy. When you pull up the app, it's a pretty cool app. It's going to tell you where gas is closest to you, what the price is at that gas station, how many savings per cents you have at said gas station. Uh, It shows all your refresher rewards. Right now, mine says save... (laughs) I can save 25 cents a gallon if I want to. I can save 15 cents a gallon if I want to. I get free drink welcome reward, Mm. which is very exciting. Buy two, get one free on Mountain Dews. And then if you keep scrolling down, summer cash bash, $10,000 each week. And then at the end of the summer, September 6th, they're giving away a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Let me ask you this. Why not? Why not get involved? What if you were to win? Or could it be a long shot? I don't know. I don't know what the. I don't know how many people are entered into this. Probably a lot. Everybody loves Thorntons, but it's no no skin off your back. No, no you go skin and you off enter, your back. And you may get ten thousand dollars, or you may it, win a brand new twenty twenty two Chevy Tahoe. My car just went over hundred thousand miles. Wow. Bare minimum, you're going to get somebody like they'll they'll send you a message. It's usually about this time of the week where they're like, "Hey, you like you need ten cents off a gallon," and I'm like. Yes, I do. It's funny you say that, because I do. I do. Always need it. Which, by the way, the Shout other... Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Kepler. The other day, I was I was walking in the neighborhood. 
Um, I, I've been doing that now to like instead of and sitting in a chair all day. I need to I need to take some walks. So I was in a walk to a gas station. It's a little bit closer. Bastards weren't even open. They said sorry, low staffing. We're not open right now. Come back later. You don't get that at Thorns. What? That's why I always go to the Thorn. The Thorn is much better than the competition nearby. Maybe you should have taken better. a longer walk, Ross. I know. I should have just walked a little bit longer, but it was like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I was not feeling it. It was hot yesterday. Yeah, very very toasty. After um, that rain, though, it, it cooled off a lot. It did not. It did. It just made it I mean, muggy. It just, yeah, it just made it muggy. Scooter, I mean, it was cooler, though. Briefly. More muggier. And then muggy. Um, I think we're getting some more rain today, though. We right? are. Yeah. So, bring it on. Bring it on. Um, that storm was pretty gnarly, too. It was, yeah. I was like looking out my office window, and this tree looked like it was about ready to snap in half. It did not. I feel like the same, I feel like TJ, the same storms that hit your house, just the natural flow of the patterns will always hit the hotel as well. No, yeah. uh, we're just kind of in the line of fire. Yeah. Similar line. Yeah, old any town, old any town taking a beating. Taking an absolute beating, kind of like the cards at Cardinal Stadium, all right? Yeah, Cats up 14 to 7. That's it. Oh, it <laughs> Second quarter just started. Cards, third and five. Cunningham, still their quarterback. Yeah. Pretty crazy. How how old do we think? Cats would bring in the heat. Cunningham, uh, nowhere to go, throws it away. Intentional grounding is what it should be. No, nah, that guy was in the area. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> but if that guy wasn't there, yeah. Vito in there, like he never got touched. God, that sucks. It does suck. He was, yeah. I think, poised for a pretty fun yeah, big yeah. year. Is there Getting any chance po- he comes back at any point? I don't think so. Although every time... Oh, had- yeah, Cunningham just punched Vito in the face. Oh, people forget that. Just thought it was a good idea that he could just punch another another player on the other Did team. Did it go flagged? Nope. It sure didn't. Nope, got to protect the got to protect the quarterback. Imagine if he got ejected for that, how bad that game would have been. I mean, it was already nasty enough as it was. Would have been very funny. Jeez, old Pete. No, and then they would have had an excuse. We were only <laughs> down seven. We were driving. <laughs> we, we didn't have too much issues on our first drive. And then on fourth down, they get a cheap flag to move the chains. Yep. Oh, your quarterback just punched somebody in the face. That's cool. Hey, uh, we got a DJ Wagner update. We did? We do. Another one? We do. Not making it up. He, uh, he, he did not. He doesn't uh, do a ton of interviews. With not, not a lot of talking either. No, no, he doesn't. But he did go on our friend, Mark Ennis's The Drive Show. He didn't. Travis Branham did to talk about DJ Wagner. And DJ Wagner's recruitment, which Travis Branham has weirdly like been the figurehead of mm-hmm. and I don't I don't really know if that's because Travis Branham has more inside information on it or if he's just put more info out there in terms of just updates. Sometimes his mm-hmm. updates aren't the most newsworthy things in the world. But he went on radio 939 the Ville yesterday and I went back and and listened to the interview because I saw an update on what he wanted to say and I wanted it it it, it Branham's tone sounded like he just wants to say he's going to UK, but he switched his crystal ball pick and he's been kind of the leader, rah, 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 about U of L. But if his tone didn't kind of suggest that, his words certainly did. Said that the race is getting extremely tight, which again, 
have like a hard that, time. That's like it's ever changed. Yeah. <laughs> but regardless, it's him kind of admitting like, oh, it's maybe a little closer than what I had even thought it was. He is uh, – he said that UK's made up a lot of ground over the last few weeks. Again, I just I, – I don't agree with that. But Brandon, Brandon knows this stuff better than I do. So who am I to tell him? Who am I to say that? Um, he hinted that a decision's – there's a chance that it could be soon. There's basically two different schools of thought in the Wagner camp about when they want to get it over with, mm-hmm. but has not officially visited U of L. So maybe if a decision came soon, it may not be terrible news for UK. Yeah, I um, and, and I don't think he he explicitly said, like he's going to announce by the end of the month, but there is a sense that. Um, fatigue is settling in. I mean, how could it not? You know. Well, he just recently said that, like, he likes the recruiting process. Like, he's having fun with it and enjoying it. I agree with you. I don't know how it wouldn't set in. Um, I don't think it'd take very long to get sick of the recruiting process. I think just a couple months, potentially, you could get burnt out on it pretty quick. Uh, Mm I could see that being the case for a lot of folks. Um, Brandon, I don't know if this was inside information or just his own opinion, but basically said that he thinks it's going to come down to where Wagner can win at a high level. Oh. And that should just be the one that's like, well, it's not going to be at U of L then. No. No. It's not going to be at U of L. So I still think Kentucky's in an intriguing position because maybe you lead for Wagner, maybe you don't, but you're right there regardless. And you're getting crystal ball picks and magic eight balls and RPMs for. Jackson. So I I don't know how all this works out for UK. Get them all. You're in a good spot. Ash, I'm all em. for it. Let it be a Pokemon situation. Catch mm-hmm. them all. But it would be kind of fun to take Wagner from U of L and I, then get to beat him with them. Can I just say, um, first off, very very glad that this radio show never panicked when people started making crystal ball picks for Louisville because it felt like it was just a very prisoner of the moment type deal. Well, they hired Grandpa Pop, but. We never conceded anything on this here radio show. And I, I want to give a shout-out to our, our friend Jack because it felt like he was on the bleeding edge of, hey, Kentucky is actually kind of swinging momentum back in their direction, and you all might have uh, put some dirt on their grave too soon. Yeah. So it felt like uh, within the last week or so um, – he put that out there, and then you start to slowly see more and more people get on that train. And more importantly, happy birthday to Jack Pilgrim. Hey! Congrats on being born, buddy. You did it. You did it. You did it. Uh, and on top of that, too, you, you're hearing a lot of Roush that both staffs are super confident. They both feel good. No, UK's staff has generally always feels great about recruitments uh, until they don't. And that could you could say that probably about most staffs. But there is an interesting kind of like flexing, peacocking. We don't mention peacocks anymore. But there's a little bit of peacocking going on because you can't be the staff that says, yeah, yeah, eh, we don't feel as great anymore. Because then there'll be a flood of crystal ball, magic eight ball, RPM picks. For the other side, and then you'll get people reaching out to Travis Branham or whoever it be that would lead that charge. Whoever UVL staff, let's say, let's say UVL staff goes to a media member and they say, you know what, we're we don't feel good about our spot with Wagner anymore. 
then you get a you get that one reporter. He'll you know make his inside info. I don't feel as good about it anymore. You'll get a rush of other people that will piggyback off that info, whether directly other reporters reach out to said reporter. Why did you do that? Well, they told me they don't feel as positive about it. That was directly from Coach So-and-so. And then you'll get a flood of other people that will follow that intel. And before you know it, maybe said recruit really still feels solid about U of L. But now everybody's saying it's a clear-cut UK, UK, UK. You can kind of fabricate momentum with doing that. So it's in staff's best interest to say that they still feel confident with the recruitment because saying anything else is some degree waving a white flag. It's true. So I don't think you're going to get that with U of L or UK in the Wagner recruitment until it's like really over, over. And right now it's not really over, over. You know what I learned the other day? What's that? Um, Travis Branham is a former UK basketball manager. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. From Lexington, KY. I just clicked on his profile, and it's like, Lexington is your home? Yeah, you didn't know that? Yeah, and um, and he's kind of the new Evan Daniels. Evan Daniels was in Lexington for a while. Mm-hmm. Lexington, just a hotbed of uh, a recruiting reporter pipeline. I do think if I was Calipari, and I've said this before, like I, I would be buddy-buddy with more reporters. He thinks he's kind of above that, mm-hmm. and I think he thinks that like there, there are downsides to doing that, but... Um, yeah, you've got people in Lexington. You should just give throw them bones here and there, and they probably, you know, they they write nice things. Media members, they love people that give them access. Yeah. If you if you give them if, if you're nice to them, you give them some parcels of information. They're going to be more likely to write and say mm-hmm. nice things about you. Do you want to see what people said about us on the Thornton's text line? Is it good? No. Oh no, not this time. Well, let's check it out. Five zero two four one four. 1450 is the phone number to get in on the Thornton's text line. Um, it's fourth and two, and I bet you Kentucky's going to get a first down. Just strong hunch. Oh, it's option. Will Levis, no problem. He could have he could have pitched that out. And, and they could have ran he, forever. Yeah, it could have been maybe a poor play there by Will. Yeah, but, you know, he just wanted to get the first. Keep the six alive. Let's keep driving. Going to go down, take a 21-7 lead here momentarily. Kind of nice. Kind of nice. Kind of like you guys on the Thornton's text on. Well, that UK is now the perceived leader again for DJ, but family members on staff are batting 1,000 when it comes to landing players. I'm hopeful, but I'll believe it when I see it. So well, what this texter saying is, with Grandpa Pop being at UofL, he thinks DJ will end up at UofL. Yeah, family members have a pretty... Pretty good hit rate, but... Tyrese Maxey, he's an exception. His dad was at SMU. That's true. Uh, I always thought that Teague's dad was there at UofL, too. But I guess you're right. It was his AAU coach that got hired and not his dad. Yes. You were covering it at the time. You would know better than me. Yeah. Um, actually, wasn't covering basketball recruiting at that time. But it was, it was not Teague's father. you got to remember, also, Teague's brother was uh, already an NBA player. Mm, that's true. Jeffrey. So it was somebody else with influence and Teague that U of L is trying to pay off. Texter says, "Who can do the gritty best out of you four? Has to be Jacob. You right? think Jacob yeah. just being younger? Yeah. Uh, the um, gritty. The gritty's a good time though. Can you all do the gritty? Anybody can do the gritty. I, mean, I can. You just, you just hop and like yeah. wave your arms. That's it's the not, thing about it's... the gritty is even if you don't do it right, you're still doing it, and it's kind of funny even when people don't do it right. So you can do the gritty, Justin. Also, I feel like a good way to trick us into being the old." just people alive is to do the gritty now. It's kind of a – it's old, right? Isn't that an old trend? The gritty? Yeah. 
Well, I, I mean, Ty Ty's still, still doing it because it's his thing. He did it after he threw the first pitch. I don't know. We have four girls basketball teams at our hotel, and there was like six of them doing it yesterday. Okay, so we're we're not old. Yeah, they're like fourteen. So, oh, interesting. I mean, really interesting. Will Evans only gaining one yard on our carry against Louisville. Yeah, that doesn't happen often. Yeah, what gives? Uh, hey, Texter, you'll just have to come to the KRC golf scramble and we'll try it out. Yeah, we'll try it out. <laughs> Only after, you know. Yeah, after the round, when we're good after and. After five beers. Getting lubricated. <laughs> A texter talking about Stranger Things. Mike and Will's acting, no spoilers here. Mike and Will's acting now that they're grown up a little bit annoyed me. Not sure why, but I agree. Lucas and Max are awesome. Also loved Eddie. And speaking of him, did you guys know he was a Stark guard in an episode of Thrones? No. Also, speaking of Thrones, are you guys going to do a House of the Dragon pod? We're going to have to. There's just, there's no denying it. Um, it's too much demand. The, um, the one thing I did I did find out is that the bad guy was in a is in Harry Potter too. Oh, yeah, he put it was like the spinoff, but he was uh, he was a big role in Harry Potter. Uh, I do agree with you about Mike and Will's acting regarding Stranger Things. Will, and, Will and, just goes from zero to one hundred so fast, and their storylines are just boring. I know exactly what they're doing. I mean, they're telling you kind of what they're doing with that storyline. But, yeah, just overall, not my favorite part of season four. And uh, I agree with you, Texter. Do you remember my character of Stranger Things that I was comp to? I was telling a coworker about it yesterday, and I couldn't remember the name. Hmm. The one that's just there. Keeps the, holds the group together. Barb. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. You were Barb. You were Barb. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. You were Barb. <laughs> you tell your friend they said that I was Barb. <laughs> That's not right. That is people, right. People forget about Barb. People, yeah, but they did a little, oh, no spoilers. Yeah. I do want to, uh, some of the callbacks in this show made me want to go back and, because I completely blank, blanked out a lot of season two. Like, well, maybe off the air you can tell me what you're talking about. But like, they were like, ooh, the mind flare, and it's like I completely forgot that that was a thing. Because I really just remember they wore Ghostbusters costumes. They did wear Ghostbusters costumes. And Max showed up, but don't remember much else. Kirby texts in. I work on fourth. Guys is trash, Terry. Nulu is the spot, but it's not really walkable. Sicilians for pizza is Dece. Safe, safe, safe years and for gyros is great. Everything else is just Cheney. So he's talking about four street. Guys right? isn't trash, Kirby. You can suck it, buddy. Nulu is too far to walk. I'd, I'd walked it from the Omni, and that was I was hoofing it. And in case you didn't understand, Sapphires has euros. <laughs> Gyros at Sapphires. <laughs> Never been a gyro guy. Oh, they're great. Been a Spyro guy. That was a great video game back in the day. Yeah, and never been a gyro Kirby, guy. how are you not going to comment on the Brennan's Catch-23 bit? No comment on that one? Oh, no comment? Are you not a fine dining kind of fella, Kirby? Oh, Kirby. Take a uh, second. Texture says, I can't wait for U of L Washington State and U of L Oregon State football road trips. <laughs> What's, Somebody what's posted the, what's on the, the latest with the Pac-12 and all that. Uh, just everything is on pause. I think um, I did enjoy. Somebody posted on the KRC Facebook group. Uh, really want Hawaii to end up at the ACC after all of this. Yeah, just for the. It'd be great. Which way would they have to travel? Which way would they travel? <laughs> I guess whatever way they could get the jet stream. Uh-huh. Uh, no, it's. I, I also saw that like Colorado's leaning towards rejoining the Big Twelve. 
Wonder if the big if you gotta like you gotta they get to get hazed or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You come back, that's fine. We'll let you in, but you provide you provide the goodies at the uh, the Big Twelve mm-hmm. conference if you know what we're saying. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> you bring some of Boulder's oh. finest for the for the rest of the league. So and you uh, have to do that for the next ten years. Oh man, good stuff. Let's uh, take our last break. Yeah. We'll, All right, we'll do, do that. that. We'll come back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big oh, X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin Galen. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. I'm in the prime of my youth, and I'll only be young once. Yeah, but you're going to be stupid for the rest of your life. Every day, it's getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. Love like yours will surely come my way. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 96.1 FM. 14.50 on the AM dial. Hey, if you've got something going on this weekend, Salsaritas wants to remind you, think of them for your catering needs. And maybe you don't have anything on going on this weekend, but you're starting to plan your fantasy football drafts, your family reunions for when Labor Day rolls around. It'll be here before you know it. And Salsaritas wants you to know it doesn't matter if you're if you want catering you need food for five people or five thousand that's right if you're the head honcho at a big office you could feed everybody at Salsaritas. five or five thousand Salsaritas doesn't care they'll make it yep. easy for you forget about cooking forget about dishes let Salsaritas fulfill your Mexican wishes two locations in Louisville Middletown and St Matthews we love them. You will as well. All right, Roush. Always a fun part of our week. Mm-hmm. Get to talk a little Louisville bats with President Greg Galliette. Greg, how are you? Good morning. I'm good. How are you guys? A little late night last night as we went extra innings, but at least we came out on top. So hopefully we'll continue it tonight as we get uh, going at 7.05 tonight. Well, congrats on the win. And yeah, if you got to work a little extra to get it, I think it's worth it for everybody. And uh, play tonight, as you mentioned. What's the Thursday special? Oh, come on. Roush, you oh, know the thir- it? I was going to say the Thursday special hasn't changed for about 22 years. It's $2 beer happy hour from uh, 6 o'clock until 9 o'clock tonight. So yes. uh, usually Thursday nights are always a fun night at the ballpark. And. Uh, like I said, we'll get after him again tonight and see if we can't continue this winning streak. And hopefully the rain is early, just cools everything down, <laughs> instead of, you know, right at, like, when it's time for first pitch. You know, let's... let's That's let's... true. Actually, uh, yesterday that was kind of a gift, even though it canceled batting practice. It did knock all that heat out of the air and uh, made the ballpark actually pretty pleasant last night. So uh, uh, we're hoping for the same thing tonight. And then tomorrow night, we got big plans for tomorrow night, game time 7.05, and tomorrow night... It is Louisville River Frog Hockey Appreciation Night as we pay tribute to the old hockey team that our baseball team, the Louisville Redbirds that I was part of, uh, we owned and operated at the same time. We uh, operated the Redbirds franchise. So we had a lot of fun running that River Frogs hockey team, and we're so excited to have our all-time leading scorer of that team, Sheldon Gorski. Uh, We'll be in town tomorrow night from Chicago. He'll throw out a ceremonial pitch. 
We've got River Frog gear available in our team mm-hmm. store. So it uh, should be a lot of fun tomorrow night uh, as we get going at 7.05 with a big fireworks show to follow after the game, thanks to Texas Roadhouse. Greg, I, I have a, a Louisville River Frogs t-shirt, and it gets all of the compliments. Any Anytime I'm out, people are like that. And it's just a cool logo. I don't know what it was about the 90s and logos, but they were they were the best. They were the absolute best. It's, uh, it's a great logo. Um, it's probably one of the things I'm most proud of. I'm actually the person that created the River Frog name, and uh, we had so much fun with that franchise because actually uh, we were at the Red Redbirds at that time. We were very conservative in the promotions we did at the baseball games, and the Frogs actually gave us an opportunity to kind of create a laboratory of promotions, and we just kind of let our hair down and went crazy, had a lot of fun, and we kind of brought all those ideas over to the baseball side and uh, a lot of the stuff that you see us do now at the Bats games really had its genesis with the River Fox hockey team. I, I was going to actually, uh, I have a memory as a child. We loved going to the Redbird games and we loved going to River Frog games. At match, yeah, hockey, go into the, was that just in Freedom Hall? Is that right? Broadbent? Okay, yeah. it was in Broadbent. Yeah. I, I was so young. And I remember, I remember one time, Greg, the promotion was that you all just gave out three hockey sticks, like real full-size hockey (laughs) sticks. It wasn't like the little like mini keychain ones. It was just come to the game and you were going to be leaving with an actual hockey stick. It was the coolest thing. I had that hockey stick for probably 20 years. (laughs) That's great. Actually, this promotion we created for tomorrow night, we just put together in the last five weeks. It has blown up. Uh, We didn't anticipate the kind of reaction it's getting. And like you said, we've had several people that want to bring hockey sticks to the ballpark tomorrow night for Sheldon to sign. So what we're going to do is we're going to move his autograph session pregame out into the Hall of Fame Pavilion to have more space so people can bring their hockey sticks, get them signed, but then take their hockey sticks back out to their car because we really don't want those <laughs> in the ballpark and having somebody get hit in the head with a hockey stick. So uh, if you would do that, we'd appreciate it. <laughs> that's, that's, that, it's a good <laughs> announcement, and that's a good plan. You all are always thinking about everything. What if somebody wants tickets to uh, to any of the games this weekend, especially for the River Frogs promotion? Real simple. Just go to our website at batsbaseball.com. It's got all the information about all the promotions, including Friday night's big promotion, how you can buy tickets. You can even shop there. Uh, we have our team store online, which does so well. And you can even watch Bats baseball games and all the minor league baseball games from around the country with a subscription on our website to the MILB TV package. I do want to mention that Saturday, we're going to open the gates a little early at 5 o'clock. Game time Saturday is at 7.05. And the reason we're opening our gates early, we're going to have our annual free kids clinic with the Bats players, thanks to our friends at Norton Children's. And the clinic will start at about 5.15, go to 6.05. Again, it's free with a game ticket for Saturday night's game. Bring your child. Uh, We'll start the clinic with some demonstrations of proper hitting, pitching, base running while everybody's sitting in the stands. And then after that, we bring the kids down on the field, let them go to their defensive positions, and actually work with our bats players prior to the game on Saturday night. So, again, that's free, game time, 7.05, with a big fireworks show after the game Saturday night. Thanks to our friends over at Norton Children's. And then we close out the homestand Sunday afternoon with a 105 afternoon game, and it's our final Military Appreciation Day, which means all current and retired military can get in free along with their immediate families on Sunday afternoon. All they have to do is show their proper military identification at the ticket windows. It's going to be a special weekend at Slugger Field. 
make it out there if you can. Also looks like maybe the weather is going to give us a break from the heat as well. And uh, one last question, Greg. We'll get you out of here, Greg Galliott, the president of the Louisville Bats. Uh, my co-host Nick Roush was wondering, is there going to be a media member hot dog eating contest this year? Hmm. We were thinking about doing one on July 4th. Uh, unfortunately, we started partnering with the fireworks show uh, that we shared with the waterfront, and that kind of tightened up the time frame. So right now, probably not, which then means you have a whole year to continue cool. training okay. for next year hot dog eating contest. Okay. But who knows? We, we may do it here at the end of the season because actually our baseball season now goes to the first weekend of October so uh, we're looking mm. for some fun promotions to do in September. That could be one of them. Mm. Well, you know the Kentucky Roll Call fellows would be happy to participate and maybe just go awesome. ahead and win the whole thing if, if need be. But, Greg, we always appreciate getting to talk with you. It's going to be a really fun weekend at Slugger Field, and hopefully we'll see you out there. Thanks again for having me on. All right, Greg Galliott, president of the Louisville Bats. Of course, we'd see him out there. He's the president of the Louisville Bats. Yeah. All right, show uh, continues. Always fun. and that's $2 beers a night. Can't, like a can't beat idea. it. Sounds like a real... That was the only bad thing about my experience at Churchill the other weekend. The beer is so expensive yeah. just for, like, you know, the common folk, which is fine. But $2 beers Who? at Slugger Field? Who? Sign me up. And you get three hours to smash them? Yeah. They, it, you, I don't think it used to go all the way till 9, too. So you think the cheapest beer in downtown Louisville? Oh, yeah. Without a so. doubt. Without a so. doubt. Without a doubt. Um, let's get back to this Thornton's text line. 502 414-1450, question for TJ and Roush. If you are with your wife and a straight-up dime walks by you in public, <laughs> who I may say has a nice pair of delicious buns, is your wife going to get mad at you if you take a quick peek? Texter, are you really going to get is caught? The, is the Plumley bro the horniest texter we've ever had <laughs> on the Thornton sex line? And like, does he does he have people catching him like ogling women all the time? Like when That's like a movie trope. It right? Is. I mean, I know it's a meme, too, but like... I'm not, if I see a pretty girl, I'm not just like, I don't have my eyes popping out of my sockets going, oh, God. <laughs> the, the wife drops an anvil on your head. If you do get caught, you just got to hit them with, just because you're on a diet doesn't mean you can't look at the menu. Oh, oh t- Justin, you're really, really not helping our. <laughs> to answer your question, my wife would 100% not care if I looked at or commented probably that make a somebody comment. was an attractive woman. Now, if I I was gross or right. like inappropriate, then yes, she would rightfully so call me out. But no, Ooh. if somebody walked by and I was just like, oh, that person was attractive, she would probably be like, yeah, she, I, yeah. She I was. really like whenever there's a woman wearing almost nothing and then the wife makes the proactive, like, can you believe she's wearing that? I'm like, yeah, I cannot believe she <laughs> oh, wears something. What is her issue? Yeah. <laughs> somebody better go say, I'll go say something to her. <laughs> oh, wait, it's third and goal. Kentucky's got the ball inside the 10 yard line. They're up by 10 points. I have a feeling they're going to go up by 17 points here. This is a big play because, you know, 10 points going into the half. Versus 17. Uh, it kind of changes the landscape of yeah, the game Yeah, you here. would think if you're in the red zone, it's got to be harder to score because there's so many people in such a small area. They could tackle the Lowe's quarterback. drops back. Oh. oh. He's running. UofL's ready for it this time. They do oh. get a hand on him, but they can't tackle him, unfortunately, which is the point of the game. I think multiple people almost got hands on him, but they didn't. They couldn't tackle him. It's, have you seen – they run that play before? I have. And it worked the other times too? Yes. And it now did. it's working again. It did. It's, 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 worked. it's almost like they 
weren't prepared for it. The cards weren't ready. Do for you remember? This job. Was it Brian Brown who had that comment after the game? Well, we didn't think he'd run that much. You want to talk? That is a guy who, man, giving a reporter some access, it'll take you a long way. It'll take you a long way. Uh, Bruce Sullivan would always talk about him being a big name on the coaching carousel, and he stinks. Absolutely stinks. Texter says, TJ, they are saying the temperature feels like it's 100 to 105 degrees currently. Are you playing golf in this heat? No. Absolutely not. Of course not. I'm not, I'm not a reptile. Yeah. Although Scoots would, would love it. Absolutely. There's just no way you – you, you can't like the heat. You can't, like, you can't like that. You'd much rather play in other weather, right, Justin? Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah. If you want to give me like high seventies, low eighties, I'm good with that, as opposed to the high heat. But I'm good with a hundred too. It's fine. See, I, I I played Seneca last year, which is not a shady course, and we started <laughs> around nine. So by the time we got to the back nine, that sun was just beating down, and it was it was unpleasant. It was unpleasant. I mean, all you have to do is bring like a little sweat rag to wipe off every now and then. You're I don't good. think I've played Seneca this season. Which me I neither. Have never and have uh, never gone the, this late in the season not playing Seneca. Watching the Louisville sideline get all hyped up while they're down twenty-four to seven ahead of a kickoff return. And it's only like seven of them that are kind of <laughs> doing it. Which makes it, it even more. Look, awkward. I guess it's the strength coach trying to get everybody hyped. Oh. You can see their spirit breaking in real time. Slowly but surely. What a bunch of losers. TJ, if your daughter is playing a basketball game in the CSAA, the Catholic League in Louisville, mm-hmm. for those that have no idea what that is, will you be one of those dads who yells at the ref after a terrible call or the ones who just minds his own business? Don't yell at refs. I don't think anybody would say, like, oh, I will definitely be the jerk father in the stands that's going to make a scene. Ideally, no, I don't, I don't anticipate or plan on doing any of those things. But I can tell myself all that, and still, when push comes to shove, if somebody were to like push down my daughter and the ref not call it, I, I don't know. I would hope that I wouldn't say anything. I wouldn't care. Just mind my own business. It's part of sports. But you never know. The um, I don't think any dad chooses the crazy dad life. I am a person who, when watching my sisters play uh, sports, I would always have one – I was good for one smart-ass, snarky remark to the official of the game. Like, a very obvious missed call. Like, you just like, oh, that definitely wasn't a foul. Like, that, in sort of that vein. It just comes to me, and, you know, I, I don't ever know what it's going to be, but I, I'm usually good for one of those per game. Yeah, my sister, she played, she was a good soccer player. I never, never really, I, I wasn't outlandish. I didn't really. I, I don't know. Probably just on my phone during the games most of the time. To be honest with you, soccer's kind of boring though. Yeah, yeah. And that well, well, and a lot of the two, it would be like I'm having a couple beers and it's you know a college basketball game. A little different. Just a little. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a little more of a, a fun outing kind of deal. Um, but still, that's, what, that's re- a, that's, refs, that's refs have a hard enough time as is. It, I could see some coaches giving guff, but don't like the. I agree. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, though, like even Big Blue Drew was, uh, he's like one of the most chill people we know, one of the nicest people we know. And even he's been yeah. like, yeah, there have been at games where it's just like, you got, like, it's impossible not to say something. <laughs> but you also got to remember, there are refs that, like, refs aren't exclusively in the right. While people should be kind to them and nice to them, and I think people certainly cross lines, 
There are refs that will like look people like coaches in the eyes while not calling just blatant fouls and mm-hmm. stuff, you know, just to make a point. So they're not always exclusively right. And I don't think like a little comment here or there is the end of the world. You just need to know where that line is. Oh not, man, not cross that. Uh, funny ref story. I had uh, we had a middle school league on like Saturday mornings at the sales, and it was basically just like, hey, this gives them. Another opportunity. It's, they're, they're practice games for your real ones on Sundays, right? Mm-hmm. And it was all the high school kids were the refs. And this one dude, I forget what school it was, was just berating my buddy. And after a while, he just like, he, he talked back and then dropped an F bomb on him. And the oh. coach was like, you, did you, you said what? And it's like, dude, you're 45 years old just ripping a teenager. Like, of course he's going to get mad and emotional. And like, you know what? We miss calls. Refs are going to miss some calls. They do miss some calls. You just you're going to. Robert texts into the Thornton's text line. He says, "Let's assume the SEC wants to get to 20 teams total. You'd give Clemson and Florida State two automatic bids. I would assume, leaving two spots for feasibly four to six teams. But hear me out. What if we sat Vandy down, brought them in real close, like, and explained to them that it's been real and it's been fun." But it ain't been real fun. Being smart doesn't matter anymore. It's all about dollar bills. The new SEC pays them a handsome fee for the next five to ten years to leave, allowing three teams, with those teams being Miami, UNC, and then one of U of L, Virginia, or Virginia Tech. Mm, not gonna be U of L. It's not, not gonna be U of L. It would also be weird to kick out one smarty pants school to bring in another like Virginia. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like it seems like my notion of rather having NC State than UNC, it ain't gonna happen. The SEC, while they do mostly just care about money, and you're right, Roush, good programs. Uh, they're they like their state schools as well. For the Mississippi states mm-hmm. out there, you have the Mississippi, and you have Georgia, and you have Tennessee, and all of them really. So they probably would prefer UNC to NC State. Although I think. NC State could be a better football program in the SEC than UNC could be. I think NC State could embrace it big time. Hmm. But I, I'm I'm fine. I'm I I, I they're not going to kick Vandy out though. I think as long as Vandy wants to keep competing, putting a team out there, I just don't know if the, why the SEC hasn't gone to Vandy and be like, you all make a financial commitment to football, or we got to we got, then we'll talk. Like, if you all don't promise to – aren't they doing stuff? Yeah, yeah, they're doing stuff right now. So, it's at least uh, the plan. Oh, well, though, you know, if they stink, then fine by me. Yep, fine by me. Ooh, great text in the Thornton's text line. Who could bench the most out of you four? Well, Jacob's Jacob. got a broken wrist. Yeah, not Jacob. Um, so he can't probably probably me. I would guess it would be it one of it would be you. one of you because you Roush uh, has longer arms. Yeah, also have not been doing that part of my workout. I did, oh, have I, been running though, but I haven't bench pressed in the last time I like had was on a bench with dumb you know with bar, yeah. with uh, probably 2011. Yeah, it's been a while. But I'll do like push-ups and other little things. Huh? But so yeah, you, you probably in good. I, I got the notice that the my old man basketball league is starting back up in a couple of weeks. Man. So gotta gotta get back to it. Gotta get back to it. Texter asks Churchill Racing Day rush? No, the the meet's over. So no more racing. It they're doing a one day in August for the Arlington Million, and then they're doing uh, September racing. But yeah, racing over at Churchill Downs. So get yourself out to the bets game for two dollar beers night. 
They've already started the paddock renovations. Bastards. You mad about that, bro? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know what I'm not mad about, though? What's that? Wearing my Shady Rays about town. Oh. You you left Ooh. yours in the radio studio yesterday. I, I live an example of the advertising. Stuff happens with your sunglasses. On the way in, on some mornings, the sun can kind of hit your like rear view mirror kind of strange, or you drive into it a little bit on my way in here. So I took my sunglasses into the studio. They were on top of my head unknowingly. some point, they fell off. I left the studio. I'm driving, heading to an appointment, and go to put on my sunglasses. Can't find them. Panic. Freaked out. I love these Shady Rays. I didn't want to lose them. I didn't want to have to do the replacement pair. And I thought to myself, too, what if what if John Spears steals them? What if Matt Dennison just takes them? I'm in trouble. They're gone. What am I going to do? Well, that's the good news. Shady Rays will send you a replacement pair. So when you buy, you buy with confidence. You know that you're not only getting the pair you get. If something happens, they're lost, they're stolen, you break them, you sit on them. They're going to give you another pair. They're also going to give you 25% off when you use Big X at promo. Don't forget to use it. You'll save 25% it's off. A heck of a deal. But go to ShadyRays.com and just look at their selection. They You'll be impressed. We'll bring plenty to the golf scramble once we get it confirmed. And we'll pass them out. And you'll say, wow, these are great pair of shades. Great pair of shades at Shady Rays. Big X promo code. Don't forget it. A texture says, Miss Rachel is the absolute goat. I guess that's what they're talking about, Coco Melon. Uh, we did skip a Shea text. So, Shea here. All right, boys. Summer topic here. Let's pretend for a second y'all are great athletes and get to do the whole recruiting experience. Talking five-star treatment, where, you, where are you taking your three official visits to? We have five, uh, but excluding Kentucky. Going to Alabama to see what the hubbub about. Hawaii because, duh, and probably Notre Dame. I went to a game there once, and honestly, it was the coolest football experience of my life. As always, suck at summer and suck at Dirty Birds. Uh, bad news about Hawaii, though, Shay. They only, uh, because of their recruiting budget, the rule that they have there, they will only foot the bill for official visits if you're verbally committed. So, Yeah, who cares? I'm verbally committed to Hawaii. <laughs> Pay up. I'm committed. Pay up. Big whoop. Easy peasy. Game day at Georgia's are great. I've been to that, but I would still... Like Georgia and A&M, just to see how much money they would offer me to. Because they're definitely going to... We're going to be talking dollars while we're on the official visit. I'll get back to this, Shay. But first off, Miss Rachel is the... You you two. She's an actual person. Oh, it's not Coco Melon? You've never watched Miss Rachel? No. I bet... Is it YouTube? We're trying to stay away from YouTube. Duke would like Miss Rachel. It's very informative. Like teaching... It's, it's yeah, not, I know, I know. I just not try, to, try but, to yeah, not know, get on the YouTube wormhole, like the suggested ones. No, well, you don't do that. I'm, I'm, this is not suggested. Okay. It's, it's recommended, okay? Right. It's not suggested. It's recommended. Okay. And then it's actually, I needed to get this right, it's Miss Appleberry and Cocoa Melon that is, uh, you know, for a cartoon, of course. Gotcha, gotcha. For a cartoon, of course. Okay, Um so where are we taking our three official visits is the question. There's five, though, Shay. You get five. But, I, but and for in Georgia. Sake, let's not go into UK. Uh-huh. Well, again, you know, I, I think one visit would probably just be who has actually been recruiting me the hardest, like who has been putting in the time, because yeah. I want to I give back to you and show that it's worth. So whatever school that is, probably you would think a local school, most likely. So probably a, one official visit is going to be a kickback to a local school. And then the ones for me, just off – Probably, I mean, if it's just for fun and I know I'm not going there, I'd love to go visit, like, Stanford. 
Yeah. I think that could be a fun yeah. a fun yeah. college That's a good visit. Call. I like that one. West Coast, prestigious institution, really old. Um, and then I want an official visit at LSU because I feel like they would mix, like, hey, football is king here, mm-hmm. but on top of all that as well. What, what, are, you, what are you trying I was, to do? I was going to hit rewind because I think that was just my favorite Josh Pascoe play. Besides from the, the block and, kick. And we got our own replay it's here. Third and, no, that's just them missing oh, okay. a kick. But it was third and short, and they ran the option, and Pascoe just played it perfectly instead of – Fourth and three, they're going to go for it. It's fourth and 11. They got to kick a field goal. Louisville misses it. Game over. 24 to seven going into halftime. Uh, we'll miss old Josh. Yeah. It's going to be weird not seeing him out there. Yeah, because it really does feel like he's been a staple on the team for so long. I know. It really has. It's going to it's gonna be a little bizarre when he's not. Mm-hmm. Another texter, 5024. And also feel like LSU just would not care at all what happened on the official visit. So I bet things. Would be a good time. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. Hey, Brad. I think John Summerall is one of the most stand-up coaches in all of sports, and I think we should all adopt Troy as our second team this year. I can't wait to see how he does as a head coach. I'm really hoping he kills it because when Stoops leaves, I'd love to have him as our head coach. You all have a therapeutic Thursday. Oh, hey, thanks. thanks, Brad. You too. And uh, I'll be rooting for him big time. Yeah, yeah. Where are they in the Sunbelt? Sun belt? Yeah, yeah. They're, so they're, they're my Sunbelt team. Let's go. Have a little fun in the Sunbelt. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the team is uh, – not sure the outlook. I, I've ordered my Phil Steele, so I'll do my research. See uh, generally where they, they, they should be landed. But I, I, I do like Summerall a lot. I'm curious how it's going to turn out as a head coach. But Neil Brown had a lot of success at Troy. Uh, they have similar roots. So I just hope he, you know, he's a defensive guy. Hopefully he's got a good OC in there to, to get that thing rocking and rolling. My mom texts into the individual text line and says, why did I buy you those dumbbells then? The, that's not benching, Mom. I'd use the dumbbells. I don't. I don't consider those. I, I was talking about like the big barbell. Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. weight plates. Right. Sort of deal. That gift is used, and that's why I've got the strongest muscles in the family, Mother. <laughs> Definitely stronger than John. Oh yeah. Well, that's no. That's no contest really. There. I think little Bo, our three-year-old nephew, has stronger muscles than Johnny. <laughs> A texter says. I hope this gets to the roll call boys before their show in the morning. You all are right. I should be more positive. Mr. Roush, your hard work leads to great info about UK sports, especially football, and your funniness and insightfulness makes for a great radio show to start the day. Have a great day and every day, man. Everyone else, you all are great too. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Go Cats. Hey, you you just got to blend in one semi-partially nice one with the negative one. So you don't have to... That 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 was very nice of you, Texer, and he sent a nice one into Rutherford as well. Although he did say that Rutherford was his favorite sports radio show, so we'll work on that. Uh-huh. But that uh, you're keeping it in the Big X family, and we couldn't be happier about that. But that was a nice text; we appreciate it. Roush does, uh, I'm sure, as well. Uh, another texter says, "Look up Sweet Tango Apples and thank me later." Uh, the internet tells me they were introduced in 2009 when horticulturists. From the University of Minnesota, bred a Honeycrisp with a Zester apple. Oh, I bet that's good. I'd, I'd, like a sweet, I'd like a Sweet Tango. For a Sweet Tango. Louisville goes to SEC and my uncle's a penguin, <laughs> Intern Jacob. That's a good one, Intern Jacob. Good text there, buddy. Well, I'm glad you're listening when you're not here. He had to open the golf course today, so. Oh, man. so we should, Big we responsibility. Yeah, well, I just had a appraisal in Owen County cancel, so I may have a few hours here, Intern oh. Jacob. Yeah. Kirby says, heads up while watching the Cats versus the Cards. Really hoping Cats pull it out hard, but to listen to Rutherford, 
and co. on the way home yesterday. They were still crying about U of L going to the SEC and UK not having any power or being relevant enough to stop it, and even <laughs> arguing they were a bigger draw nationally. Guys, I just can't with these people. Can't wait to see how this game plays out. Have a great day, boys. Kirby, uh, thanks again for the text. Yeah, uh, gosh, a few things on on that. Um, they use that as like their defense mechanism of like, yeah, we may not be in the SEC, but it's not because of you. <laughs> it's because of us. <laughs> and they start crying, and it's really fun. Uh, whatever. Uh, Kentucky, definitely, you should, re- folks should read up on the gentleman's agreement in the SEC. And secondly, people aren't going to bat to get U of L in, so they're not going to ruffle Kentucky's feathers to keep them out. Secondly, they read a list of like most eyeballs on teams. Did you see that? That was making the rounds yesterday. <laughs> that sounds so pathetic. And they were bragging that U of L was 35th. And UK was 66. With most eyeballs like, on the team? I guess it was just like most ratings per games. It didn't really make sense to me, but I'm guessing just them playing that Ole Miss beatdown probably oh, got them. yeah, like, yeah, because they were prime time. Yeah, yeah. Which they I will say, like, again, you know, you and I don't see eye to eye on this. I do wish Kentucky would beef up the out-of-conference schedule by one game. That is a huge benefit, getting all those eyeballs on you. So while, one, I don't, I'm don't, i not sure if I'm actually buying that that article is accurate. Two, it, it does just go to show, if it is, that it's important to to sometimes play those big games where you can get a good TV time. But, and I guess, you know, mm. you have seen a little bit of a bump in UofL's recruiting despite, but I think we know why that is. Oh, we've got a couple texts in here. Not really, cause, Not because they lost by 30 to Ole Miss. Really going for Scoots' integrity. Panthers can't rely on McCaffrey. He hasn't played a full season in how long? Two years. Um, did Scoots just call Christian McCaffrey reliable? He hasn't played double-figure games in three years. Oh. Two years. And he has played all games in three out of his five seasons so suck it that's pretty wow. reliable 60 percent more reliable than 40 percent yeah but he also is i mean it's we a running get back. more football talk whenever anybody wants it it's a running back who's been injury prone that's just not a good recipe for two years he he could come back and be completely normal this year uh kirby says roush is a browns fan did you watch baker last year yeah I watched him. My wife's a Browns fan. He was hurt, but he was absolutely terrible, and the team hated him. Mm-hmm. He had no value either way. Let's stop acting like he was decent. Uh, he's the only quarterback that's won that franchise a playoff game, Kirby. like, Who are you to be so on high and mighty as a Browns fan? Brown's definitely Brown, but you weren't going to get a return on him at any point with last season as his most relevant tape. Yeah, because you were the Browns that played him when he was injured, you idiots! Morons! I don't just I, sit him on the sideline for like a month and let him get healthy. They let him play through it, and he sucked. I was a Baker believer. I still like him and hope that it works out for him. But I don't really have any expectations for him to do more than necessarily Sam Darnold. Like I, I have them in the same tier of quarterback, which both could be okay. But I don't think either one's going to be anything special. Anything amazing down the road. A texter says, John here. Hey, John. Good morning and salutations, everyone. Have you guys watched the show called The Bear? It's an FX show that you can stream on Hulu as well. I like it so far. It's worth the watch. Hey, TJ, did you see that the NFL did the five scariest quarterbacks entering the 2022 season? Of course, Mahomes is number one. And respectively, Rodgers is number three. Don't we have a don't we have great QBs? Hey, like it while you can, because at 38, you won't have that old man much longer. Are you talking about the back-to-back MVP winner in the NFL? He should be number one, John. What a joke of a list. A texter says, why do we care about when Louisville's game is played? Uh, Come on, buddy. We're 
Why do we care about when the Louisville game is played when the 2026, they will be on the outside of a super conference looking in like the pregnant girl trying to get into the club? <laughs> like Cartman, I will drink the Scott, Tenderman, Satterfield, tears with delight. CNN, Ennis, and company will be must-listen radio. Oh, man, the pregnant girl getting in the club. That great knocked-up reference. Yeah, uh, it's um, – Gosh, I, there, there is a part of you that just wants to feel bad for U of L athletics. The continued poop storm has, con- I mean, it's been a decade almost, Roush, coming up on a decade. Uh, but then again, anytime you just give them like the most little inch of success, they are so obnoxious. Mm. Best of luck to them, though. Where is the scramble at and how much to put a team in? from a fan from Lexington. Still haven't got any confirmation, but we're looking at July 29th at Valley View, hopefully. Yes. That's, um, that's... And then it wouldn't be, like, I think you'd probably just pay normal greens fees for cheaper than a normal scramble. You go take that, buddy. Yeah. A texter says, listen to Nick's former S boss about C-Rod. He pled guilty about the DUI. Yeah, we meant to mention that yesterday. That was on us. Okay, whatever. Punishment suspension we handed out, if not done so already. We were going to talk about that again today, but forgot again. It is what it is. I I think we're all more interested in what this other stuff is with C-Rod than this. Um, Not that this isn't nothing, but when you have seven months to handle it, it, you can handle that stuff in-house, and I don't need to see a suspension to feel like I know that it was taken seriously. But the but the, there's not really too much to say about him pleading guilty. That's that. We're all just kind of waiting to hear what the other thing is, uh, and we'll go from there. He says, the contexter continues to say, what I find odd is the other thing. I find it interesting that media members know about it but aren't willing to talk about it. Matt made it sound like Chris is caught up in something that's outside of his control. I find it strange nobody's talking about it. If it's not a legal issue, then what is, is, is it all that serious? I mean, if you know but you won't talk, then are you trying to protect something? Maybe protecting a narrative? We are almost two months post this mysterious situation came out. And that's from Mook. Hey, Mook, appreciate you texting in. Yeah, I've, I've always found that interesting. For what it's worth, I don't know exactly what it is. I have a good idea. I, I, I think it's probably something to do with maybe nil, agent, that sort of stuff would be my guess. But I think also people just don't want to speculate wildly on air. Uh, that can be troublesome to some degree, but I think everybody knows me, knows that. I, I'm telling you, I don't know. I'm just kind of following the tea leaves with all that stuff. But yeah, that is interesting. You need to drink all the $2 beers to tolerate a Reds organization baseball game, says one texter. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> hey, they won last night. They're on a hot streak. Mm, uh, Got to take an official visit to Arizona State. That's a good answer, too. Ooh, that good is answer. A very good good answer. answer. All right, Roush, anything we missed? I don't think so. I had Spectrum call me to tell me that they were supposed to be here from 8 to 9 a.m. So It's past 9 a.m. Yeah. Are they there? Yeah. No, they're not. Oh. They didn't show. <laughs> they were supposed to be here Friday. They called Thursday to say they were going to be here Thursday morning. Not here. So they called to tell you that they were going to be here after the time that they were supposed to be there? Yeah, <laughs> twice. Two automated <laughs> phone calls. And they were originally scheduled to be there Friday at 11. It's like the South Park episode with the cable company. Sure, they're the worst. Everybody have a great Thursday. Thanks for all the texts on the show. We will be back tomorrow. Hey, the Barbasol starts today. I'm taking Josh Teeter as my winner. Uh, maybe, but probably won't talk about that tomorrow. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. Uh, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Gale. Cow. Tower that you're living in. Cause I got friends in no places where the whiskey drives.